Thank you for joining us for another Kingdom Conversation with Pastor Dominic Butler of Gold Street Garden Church. We are extremely grateful to serve Christ alongside so many wonderful people in this crucial hour. All over the world, God is moving in profound ways through surrendered hearts. We've designed these conversations to illuminate what God is doing and speaking in various regions, because as we gleam and learn from one another, we become more equipped for every good work. The body of Christ is full of precious gifts and callings that manifest in unique and dynamic ways. And because of this, we are so excited for today's conversation as we learn more about the most beautiful one, Jesus. These Kingdom Conversation live streams are a part of Gold Street Garden Church, located in the Palm Harbor, Clearwater, Florida area. For more details, go to goldstreetgarden.com and follow us on social media for all of the freshest content. Enjoy this wonderful time in the presence of God as we talk about the King and His Kingdom. What's up, family? So good to see everybody. I'm going to say hi to a few people as you're jumping on. Uh, see Andrea's on. Dawn, so good to see you. Sir Tanko! Man, if you are watching right now, you got to give me a emoji, a hands up or praise in the Lord. We love you so much, man, and miss you. Uh, as you jump on, please share this. It helps us so much with uh, the sharing of the gospel, telling as many people as we can about Jesus, your family members, your co-workers. You never know if they're just going to click on this and uh, and just hear even for a brief moment, something about the majesty of Jesus and allowing the anointing and the presence of God from these conversations to enter people's homes. And I can testify, you know, uh, tonight before I even got on, uh, right even before I was just catching up with uh, our our special guest, Chris, tonight, I was watching the, the river in Tampa Bay and, you know, they're having services all week down there. I highly encourage anybody um, to get down there if they're around there, but you have they're doing a Occupy this week. And I was just listening to the worship and hearing Pastor Rodney for a moment, just get up and share. And I could just feel the presence of God so strongly in this office, just listening and and uh, hearing what's going on. And there's just such a, a hunger for Jesus that's becoming more and more alive. But I also want to say hi to our YouTube audience, Facebook, and anybody that watches this later on the podcast. But tonight is going to be such a beautiful dialogue between uh, myself and a very dear friend of Gold Street Garden. And I was even talking to him. We're going to get him to come at some point this year in person um, and to minister. Really excited about that. I met Chris uh, earlier in uh, 2020 during the crazy year as what it's been known as. Uh, that's when I met him. And he actually was the one that coordinated to help uh, Eric Gilmore come minister uh, last year. And uh, just developed such a great relationship with him and heard his heart for the Lord. And ever since we've talked, so many things have accelerated in him and his family's life. And it's an absolute honor to talk about Jesus with this man. His love for Jesus, his, his heart for people is so beautiful. And tonight we're going to talk about something that is so dear to my heart, and that's abiding in Jesus, to abide in Jesus. And we want to go through the practice. Sometimes you can hear the word abide, or you can hear, and it's a Christianese word. And we really want to talk about some practical steps you can take on a daily, uh, in your daily walk to 
remain conscious to God and how you can stay in a place where Jesus is at the focal point of your heart, your mind, and all that you're doing. So without further ado, I want to bring on our very special guest tonight, uh, Chris Garcia. And he'll be jumping on right in a second. But as a, let us know where you're watching from, comment in the, the size. But Chris, how you doing, brother? Good. How are you? Excited to be here. It's uh, it's a joy like always. <laughs> yeah, man. We, seriously, we we love you so much. And uh, we're very thankful for the work that God's doing in your life. And uh, every time I talk with you, I, I tell everybody that, and just even testify, I didn't even get a chance to share with you earlier, but the last time we went live and we're talking about the Holy Spirit, I had so many people thank me for that time that we spent together uh, dialoguing over the Holy Spirit. And it was such a beautiful time. So I just thank you for just pouring into our body and just being so uh, so transparent in your love for the Lord. I love it, man. My joy, my joy, my delight. And I, I see Joe Turnbull is watching too. Oh, you know, him and I were just talking. He said that you just reached out to him recently. And uh, it was it's just so awesome to just see how we're all connected, doing different things for the Lord. It's yeah. so beautiful, man. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so, uh, well, what we'll do is we'll jump right into it. I want to inform everybody. Uh, so, so uh, last time we talked, you were right getting ready to make a transition to Arkansas to take on a pastoral role at yeah. Victory Church, and yeah. uh, just wanted you to share how that's been going since you've been there. It's been it's been amazing. It's been uh, such a a grace filled time. Um, I was so excited to get here. I drove literally 18 hours straight without stop with my kids and a U-Haul and my mom and my dad who, who they're watching right now. And uh, we just went straight, straight on here for about 18 hours. I was so excited to get here. And I just felt really the peace of God and the grace of Christ here in Fort Smith. I never thought in a million years I would be in the Midwest. Uh, I never thought it was not a part of my plans. It wasn't a part of, of anything that I had penned or, or even conceived in my own mind. Uh, but I trusted in the Holy Spirit. The Lord confirmed it. And since we've been here, the Lord has been so gracious to us. And, and the church that we're here in at Victory Church, we've received nothing but love. Oh, and uh, overwhelming love and overwhelming reception of love. And uh, everyone has just been so nice. Uh, first day we get here, uh, you know, we get cookies, you know, from the neighbors. It's a totally <laughs> different culture, you know. And uh, just, you know, people stopping by our home uh, just to give us, you know, food. And like literally for like the first two weeks we got here, people were just blessing us with <laughs> meals. And we just really felt the the love of Christ through, through the people here. And we still do uh, feel that here. So the transition has been very smooth has been very peaceful, very graceful. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. We're just, uh, my wife and I feel like we're, 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 we're taking on wings to fly and to soar. And we're just soaring in his grace and trusting in him and resting in him and seeing his goodness. And uh, we're excited. That's pretty much it. For, you know, what, what, how it's been for now. That's awesome. Well, I, congratulations again. Um, I know, I mean, we'll talk a little bit as we progress, but I want it. I just always, uh, whenever I see a man, woman of God, a family, 
step out on a a word of the Lord that is uh, something monumental where you got to relocate, you remove, and to see your countenance in the sea, you can tell that it's the Lord is doing such a beautiful work in your yeah. all's life. So that's amazing. Uh, to follow up with that is ever since you're you know when the Lord tells you to move, when the Lord commissions you to go somewhere it's amazing how um once your feet touch the soil and you're planted somewhere new how um your heart will get rekindled for the your surroundings and how the lord will speak clearly what's been the word that's been burning in your heart since you've been in arkansas revival come on that has been the very thing that has been birthed in my heart two main things Revival and unity, unity and revival. And uh, just personally here, uh, since we've been out here in Fort Smith, the Lord has even uh, aligned us with other pastor friends that we've we've met along the way and who have a similar heart uh, for unity, you know, who are who are all about the kingdom of God and just walking in unity. And and that's 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 really been what, what we've been feeling in our hearts, but revival, 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 true legitimate revival, revival for, for souls coming into the kingdom, revival for the lost, uh, you know, being set free and for the sleeping church to, to arise and, and, and to wake uh, to the things of God. Uh, we need revival and we need revival more than ever before. And I believe that the Lord is going to release revival not just here in Fort Smith, but I really believe that nationwide uh, for the rest of the church, for the rest of the body, I believe there's going to be a purging and a cleansing uh, in the church, in the bride, so that we can receive that end time uh, you know, harvest and, and that revival glory that uh, the church desperately needs. And without his glory, we, we, can't, we can't do anything. We can't do nothing without him. That's so beautiful, Chris. You know, as soon as you said revival and unity, uh, we got a chance to talk briefly before we got on, but this is why you're like becoming one of my best friends. Is yeah. what, this, this is what I'm saying. It's just that revival and unity, man. Yes. Um, and it's like, you can't have revival without unity. Like that's mm -hmm. the thing. It's like, it's the, it's, it's because unity is Jesus's main prayer being answered. And when Jesus's prayer get answered revival just i i the lord dealt with us earlier um in 2020 and uh, it was just a clearer view of jesus's instant revival like yeah. soon as people oh, yeah. see as soon as people just see him and we we put aside all the different things and we just in unity come together and we we behold him mm. it's just going to be and that's where we're headed tonight the last thing i want to ask you about your transition that i really believe will help um some people Say somebody is about to step out on something big or say somebody has already stepped out on something big. And I can say that even my wife and I are listening very intently to that yeah. because from what we've stepped out over the year with things, if you were speaking to somebody that's about to step out or that is even has been stepping out in great measure, what is some things the Lord has spoke to you and your wife during your transition that you would encourage others to um, hold on to as the Lord's going to be commissioning people to do crazy things in this hour? Yeah, absolutely. For us, I can only speak according to my own conscience. And I believe that as I say this, um, it, it'll bear witness with many out there. But for those that are thinking about stepping out and you know what to do, the first, the first 
and foremost thing that, that you need to understand is that we can't do anything without prayer. And so a lot of times in our own minds, we think by making certain decisions, thinking about things that God's will is going to get accomplished that way. And yeah, God gave us a mind to think about things. But if we haven't heard from God first, it, it, it's dangerous to step out. Uh, because when God reveals his will and he reveals his word to us, then from that, we can receive faith to walk out what, what we need to walk out. Um, for me, I can say that one of the things that God pays attention to the most, and again, I'm only speaking for me, this is, is, yeah, is, just... is, is sincerity um, and, and singleness of mind. For me, the Lord looks at the sincerity of your heart and he does not, uh, he doesn't, uh, like ulterior motives to, to, to the Holy spirit motives are very important. And so for me, many times before a transition would take place, the spirit of God would often, and, and still does check my heart, uh, for motives. What are my motives? Am I doing this for a specific reason? What is the purpose of my move? What is the purpose mm -hmm. of my transition? The spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit of what to do. And often he will check your heart and to see where your sincerity is. So, so uh, for me, uh, the biggest step to be led by the spirit in any decision is the sincerity of your heart and the sensitivity of your yieldedness to the spirit. One of the things that I was actually, I'm glad you asked this question because I was actually reading uh, just the other day, actually last week, second Corinthians one and the verse 12 really stood out to me. And it, it, it's almost, this verse is almost unrelated to what I'm about to say, but for me, it, it makes much sense. If you look at 2 Corinthians 1.12, it says, this is Paul speaking. He says, for our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God mm -hmm. and more abundantly towards you. As I was reading that, um, I was reading a commentary by, by Matthew Henry, and he talked about in, in, in verse 12, how the testimony of Paul's conscience was important in that Matthew Henry calls the conscience the deputy of the soul mm. and the voice of God. Wow. The deputy of the soul and the voice of God. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the spirit will bear witness with your spirit in your conscience on on how to do things, on where to do things, on, on, on how to make the right steps. Con the conscience is the deputy of the soul. It is the discerner of what is true, what is false. It is the voice of God. When the believer renews their mind to the word of God, the scripture says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Uh, your conscience is the mind's mind. It's, it's where, 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 where the Lord begins to speak. And if your mind is renewed, then you can approve what is the acceptable, perfect will of God. Because in Romans 12, one and two, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then it says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice so that you can prove what is the acceptable will of God. Paul even said, he says, I bear witness. Uh, he says, for the spirit, he says, the spirit bears, 
I, I'm sorry, it says, my conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and, and when I read that, it immediately revelation came to me that the Spirit of God will bear witness with your conscience if you're abiding in Him. And if you're abiding in Him, then you can trust the Spirit's witness within your conscience to make the right choices. That's why sincerity and simplicity is key in making the right move. I don't know if I'm kind of making sense. This is beautiful, Chris. But, but that's kind of like what the Lord has been dealing with me. And here's the thing. Paul's confidence was not in fleshly wisdom. That word wisdom is the Greek word uh, Sophia, which means intellect or intellectualism, but by the grace of God. So for those that are um, contemplating a, a transitions and, and how to go about it, do not rely on the intellect only. Don't rely on fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, by the grace of the Holy Spirit. So empty empty your thinking, empty your paradigms of things, the way you think about stuff. Throw yourself in, at the presence of Christ and Christ bearing witness within your conscience will discern your thoughts and intentions and will begin to guide you according to the light that you have. Amen. Thank you so much, Chris. That's so beautiful. I, I was taking notes at when you were saying, I love the sincerity of heart, singleness of mind, sensitivity to the, the Holy spirit. It is a, uh, it's the simple things. And that's, and I think that, uh, I love you bring up cause I think where so many people are at is when you, when the Lord touches you, when you got so many things, you there's there becomes a an extra motivation inside to do to do things that was never there before. When mm. when the love of God gets kindled in your heart, when you become resurrected on the inside, there's a natural desire that comes that you want to go do more than you've ever done before. And then the the thing that needs to happen is we look and we read the gospels. We read even about Paul and that even when Paul had his encounter, there's still that there's these times of like really learning and learning how to hear the voice of God. So when you step out, you're sensitive to, to that. And uh, I think it's just it's such sound wisdom. And uh, yeah. you brought up the the special word for tonight, which is abide in Jesus. And I wanted to, um, ask you a few questions and just dialogue over over that as we go forward and uh once again thank you everybody it's jumping on it's so good to see uh so many friends charity oh, we love charity and uh, uh karen so good to see you and uh dawn's got it down as well and uh i want the thing um soon as we mention a scripture or chris mentions a scripture put it in the comments so that way when people watch this later they can see the comments that are full of scripture full of the lord's uh and take notes if you can tonight it's going to be a beautiful time mm. uh so i wanted to ask you a simple question when we talk about abide abiding in jesus i want to ask you what does what does abiding in christ look like in your life like if you had to if you had to sum that up in in like and tell somebody like what it looks like in your life a couple of those key indicators what would you say abide what does that look like yeah, for for me, for me, I I'm a stickler with the Word of God. Amen. And um, I, for me, I love what the actual definition of the word "abide" is biblically. And um, for me, if you look at the word "abide," it's translated as to remain and to await and to wait for. 
Um, it's it's a, a, a Greek word, meanate, or it comes from this word meno, and it means to uh, to wait, to await, to wait for. And for me, that's what abiding is. For me, if I had to put it in my own definition, abiding in Christ is simply to wait upon him and to be conscious of him throughout your entire day. Mm. Abiding just does not end in the closet. Abiding doesn't end in just prayer. Abiding in Christ is to live in Christ and to experience in Christ and to live a life in Christ. All of the promises uh, that Paul gives in the New Testament uh, start starts with the words in him. Mm. The scripture says uh, in, in, in the book of Acts, Paul says in him, as, as one of your poets have said, in him we move and live and we have our being. In him, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. In him, I, I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, you know, so uh, the the abiding life is not simply just a set of time, set, set apart time in prayer. Although to me, that's the beginning of opening the window of, of abiding. When you spend time with the Lord, when you literally wait for him, it forces you to realize that he's a person and not a formula. Come on. You only can wait for a person. You can't wait for a thing. You can't wait for an idea. Uh, you wait for a person. Um, when you spend time with Christ, that's what you're doing. You are waiting for the manifest presence of God. It's as simple as that. And, it's, and, and it takes faith to do that. But for me, it just doesn't stop there. Many times I can testify with you, um, and I'm sure you can as well, that when you're done with that moment, you, you have an option. There's a window of time that you can choose. Do I bring him with me throughout the day or do I just cut it there and just kind of close the door? I think we fail many times. And I've done this when we spend time with Christ where we just close the door. We're done. Amen. We did our religious duty, but abiding is, is to wait and is to wait on him and to think on him and to dwell on him throughout your day and, and to put your attention on him constantly. Even as we're talking now, I'm speaking, you know, to you, but internally, um, I'm leaning against the Lord. Uh, we need to live like that. Uh, it is to dwell and to live in, in that reality. It's so good. I, I'm just, I'm bursting up with a bunch of stuff. I want to hit on a couple of things you're saying. This is so beautiful because I was, a, I had a, I was having coffee with a, a dear friend today and we were talking about this exact thing. And as we were talking, it just kind of, it hit me that I was, I was thinking like, when we get to the other side, like when we, you know, this is eternal life knowing Jesus, but when we, yes. when we get over there and, and so many people think that the the lord is going to just showcase to us like all of our accomplishments like the the great things we did for him and all these things when really i believe the lord is going to show us the moments we were most conscious to him because mm -hmm. and and it's like this like right now we could be on an online thing talking to each other but if we're so conscious to him that is more memorable throughout eternity than me going to do a mass crusade but 
just being focused on the numbers or just being focused on how great it was or how these things. And it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like when a, a famous person signs, uh, if a baseball player, pro athlete signs a glove, the glove automatically has way more value. Um, yeah. It could be a regular glove, but if he signs it, it has more value. And it's the same thing. You could be just washing the dishes, but if you if you allow God's presence to be with you and you host it and you abide in a consciousness of thankfulness for the cross, the resurrection, while you're doing the dishes, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he signs that moment and a moment that just seemed minuscule now becomes a moment treasured through eternity because yeah. to know him's eternal life. It's not a destination. Yeah. It's a it's a habitation. And when you were saying, do you go the rest of your day and you get have the choice? Do you do you continue to allow him to have place? Do you continue to allow him? And it's kind of like if I if I know certain friends of mine don't like seafood, I'm not going if I'm going if I found a new good seafood place, I'm going to invite people that like that. So so that's the thing we have to realize in our daily walk is that we have to find out what God likes and doesn't like because the areas you're not going to be willing to take God with or you're going to forget to take God with are things that you may want to do, but God is telling you that's not the direction we're supposed to go, son or daughter. And that I, I had that revelation when you were saying, I was just thinking like, if I found something really good, I'm going to invite it. So we got to ask God to come along with us for all these uh, endeavors in life and allow him to sign the moment. So no, it's so beautiful. I didn't know if you wanted to add anything extra on the dialogue, but you just brought all that to me as you were sharing. And I was like, I just wanted to bring it up because it's so beautiful. And if you think about it, it goes back to what we were just talking about in second Corinthians one 12, where you're, what are you doing? What are we doing? We're being conscious of him. Mm. And, and for me, I really feel this in my heart that um, there are a lot of people that are feeling frustrated that they can't quote unquote, hear the Lord, or they, they don't realize that, that they already hear them. They just, they just aren't conscious of that. I feel like sometimes we over communicate over over um what's the word i'm looking for we overcomplicate it like we're he- we're waiting to hear a booming voice or or a vision or some or some like prophetic revelation although trust me <laughs> i'm all for that you know um but but the conscience is the deputy of, of of is god's deputy of the soul and if you're conscious of him throughout your day then he'll begin to lead your conscience of what is right and what is wrong and and what pleases him and what doesn't please him and there that's the exchange of fellowship you know uh right there so yeah that's what i just want to say for 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 some you're waiting for a booming voice or you're waiting to hear you know lightning strike from heaven but if you just renovate your mind to the word of god and you yield yourself and you allow the spirit to look through your conscience uh you're actually hearing him more than what you think. That's beautiful. That's so good. Um, so that just a reframe, we were just talking about what it looks like to abide in Christ, what it looks like in one's life. I know this is a very similar uh, question, but this is a little bit more about like 
kind of the uh, the evidence. Maybe uh, it could be a, a, a character thing. It could be some things going on. But what would you say? How could you pinpoint the evidence that someone is abiding in Christ? Obviously, we would know by staying fixated. But what would you say? I, I mean, obviously, I would even think Galatians five twenty two through twenty three, the fruits of the spirit, um, and so forth. But what would you say it would be some of the evidence? that one is abiding in Christ. Definitely. Um, as you're, you know, I'm going to echo exactly what you said, the fruit of the spirit, hundred percent outside of that. Um, I would say hunger for him. Come on. And a desire to want to be with him is a clear indication of, of, of a, of a life that is abiding in him. Singleness of mind is a big indication of someone abiding in him singleness of mind i mean when that person he or she is fixed on one thing and that one thing is him so i would say hunger i would say singleness of mind towards him i would say a desire to want to be with him i would say thankfulness I would say living a worshipful life, praise. Paul, um, in writing all of his letters, all of his epistles, starts off with thanksgiving and blessing and praise because he lived in an abided place. When you live in an abided life, you're constantly worshiping him. What are some of the things that are gauges, if you will? If, if you know of of maybe you might need we need to abide more a lack of desire and a lack of wanting to be with him mm. and a and a uh, a waxing of your heart a glazing of your heart uh, a hardness of your heart a desensitize uh, de to be desensitized um is an indication that you need to go go back to him the wonderful thing about though abiding in Christ is that in one moment, he can lift that from you. <laughs> and in just a fraction of a second, you can, as quickly as, as maybe your heart has kind of grown stale, as quickly as you come to him, he lifts it from you. You know, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And um, that that's that's abiding. And, and so, yeah, to answer the question, I, I would say hunger and a desire to want to be with him uh, is, is a big evidence of an abiding life. That's so many good things. And the hunger one jumps out to me the most, just because whatever you love the most, you want more of. It's just very simple. Um, it's basic just basic math, whatever you love the most, you're, you want more of. So when we're talking about hunger, you know, to understand that we're going to get into it in just a few moments too. But John 15 is when Jesus makes his last I am statement in the book of John. But when he says, I am the vine and he goes into talking about just even the imagery, you know, you never see a branch forcing fruit. Like a branch doesn't flex. It's all about um, this attachment and even the gospel message, you know, at um, Gold Street, we've been on a multi week Holy Spirit, led series on restoring the roar of the gospel mm -hmm. and getting back to 
the simplicity of, I love the story when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus in John chapter three, and he tells him just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the wilderness, so shall the son of man be lifted up. And, you know, he was speaking to a Pharisee. So he knew that Nicodemus knew that story. Well, that's why he doesn't elaborate on it. But when you get into that story, you find out that literally all the people did is Moses put a bronze snake on a stick and yeah. held it up and he told everybody to look at it. And when they looked at it, they were healed and they wouldn't die. And it's the same thing that when we look at Jesus, we're restored, we're made whole. And this is what we're talking about abiding. And the word, like you said earlier, you, you always point to the word. Well, Jesus is the word. That's why anybody watching the way that you you practically start abiding is through prayer and daily reading the word of God. And that's a that that hunger gets kindled. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I tell people all the time, like when I start getting really overwhelmed, it is the major clue. Like you said, the, the major clue that I'm not abiding when I am extremely overwhelmed. It goes to show that I I'm a branch without a vine. I'm a I'm a I'm I'm homeless in the spiritual realm. Yeah. I'm I'm literally trying to make so much happen and it's it's a it's unnatural to the way God made me. God made us as believers to abide and you alluded to it earlier that when you see those scriptures in him we have our being or uh in him we have forgiveness of sins. You know, we uh we are more than conquerors through him who yeah. loved us. It's it's always this in him idea and sometimes once again people limit in him the they limit it to an idea that since i'm born again i'm in him but that's if it's only an idea to you you'll never fully tap into the uh the right. now benefit of being in something means that like if i'm in the pool i'm wet you know what i'm saying yeah. like if i'm <laughs> if i'm in something it's not an idea it's a reality so mm -hmm. So absolutely good. awesome. Well, so I wanted to, I know we were bringing this up and all these questions kind of, uh, blend together, but just, a you know, sharpshoot, what are some practical ways that you stay conscious to the presence of God? And, you know, based off our topic, what are some practical ways you daily abide? Absolutely. For me, the most practical way is getting into the word of God reading the scriptures, but not just reading them, letting the scriptures read you. For me, um, the, the, the most practical way is I, I really, really enjoy meditating on the scripture. It's one thing to mentally assent to something. And, it, and it's, it's one thing to, to read, just to read. But when you meditate on the scriptures, when you hold the scriptures to your heart, when the spirit of the Lord bears witness with a particular passage or, or a verse, and it jumps out to you and you grab onto that, that becomes living bread to you. And you begin to, to see, you begin to see Christ through the lenses of his word. And for me, that's a big, that's, that's my number one thing. The word, the meditated word of God is like the eye salve that causes me to see him when I abide in him. The word of God is what is the, the seed 
the lens of which I accurately see Christ. And it is, like I said, it's not just merely to read about something, although that's important. You and I are very studious people. We love to study. It's part of the call. But it is to receive the word, to cherish the word in your heart, and to just savor it over and over and lift it up before the Lord. As you begin to do that, as you begin to savor God's word and lift it up and worship to him, you begin to you begin to see. God begins to give you revelation. You begin to see Christ more clearly. And as you see Christ more clearly, then you begin to reflect him more accurately. Come on. You cannot reflect something that you don't see. Mm. For me, that is key. The word of God, the word of God, the, the, the word of God transforms us. When we wake up for me, when I wake up in the, in, in the morning and I read the word of God, I savor the word of God. I begin to meditate on it and, 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 and lift it before the Lord as a song to him. I begin to see clearly the one who, who wrote this word. And it begins to change my life. And it's in that place that I begin to hear him. And it's in that place that fellowship begins. The word of God is like a springboard diving into the spirit of God. The word and the spirit agree. There are three that bear witness in heaven. The water, the word, and the spirit. The, they all agree. The blood agrees with the spirit. The spirit agrees with the word. When we get into the word of God, we meditate. We savor it. We receive it like manna, then we can truly live in a place of abiding. Um, it's interesting to me that Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, he uses that the he uses the word and he uses abiding in him in the same sentence. Mm. They can't be separated. Come on. They cannot be separated. The spirit and the word come together. Uh, we often in our own minds, we try to separate. Well, are you a more of a word person or are you more of a spirit person? No, no, no. Yeah, the man. word and the spirit are one and the same, like yeah, food and drink are necessary to live. So for me, practically, get in the word, find a place, find a time in your day that you're the most quiet. For, for me, it's early in the morning when I wake up or very late at night when everything is just toned down and when my mind is the most quietest. The reason why that works for me and I encourage whoever's watching to do the same is that when you're quiet and when your mind and your senses are more still, then you can perceive him clearly. You can perceive him because he's the Prince of peace. When you're in peace, and when there's an absence of, 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 of noise and frustration and you enter into that peace, the Prince of Peace is able to communicate with you and you're able to hear and see and receive from him clearly. So I would say abide in the word and abide in worship, just worship and, and the word of God. And you'll see that, 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 that begins to elevate you into a true felt fellowship with him mm. and it changes you it's so good i i love the parallel with the words 
my words abiding in you as I abide in you. Because it's just so important that we realize that sometimes in our culture, words become so fickle to people, not realizing how powerful they are. I mean, when God created the earth, uh, when he created everything, God's version of communication is creation. Communication, when God speaks something, he creates something. It's a very... Similar, and it's like the with my wife. Whenever uh, my wife and I, whenever there becomes a conflict that needs to get resolved, it's always because of words. It was because of either a miscommunication, something wasn't communicated, someone's words weren't um, honored or or saw. And for us not to see that with God is uh, is would just be. Um, a foolish yeah. that his word is so important because his words are revealing the covenant it's revealing the relationship it is it, it it's one in the same the yeah. spirit and the word say the same thing so uh I, I love how you bring that practicality up it's so good yeah also reminds me a little bit of um you know the scripture talks about paul um made mention i believe it's it was it was paul that said that the old testament uh, was for our instruction so that we may know, you know, through th things learned through them. And the way that I see the word of God and the way that I see this aspect of abiding is I, I think about what God said to Moses. He said, you know, early in the morning, have the people wake up early where there's dew and, and I'm going to rain manna mm. from, you know, from heaven and they're going to eat of that manna. And the scripture says that, that that was a reality that, that occurred in people's lives. Jesus says, your, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and have died, but I'm the living manna. I'm the living bread of God. I, I am the word of God. I am that manna. I am the foreshadowing of that reality. And so to bring that into the present, the Lord is doing the same thing to the, to the church. Um, when, when, we, when we awaken to him, and we receive the word of God like food. When we receive Christ like food, we're able to receive him as nourishment. And we begin to grow therein by, by him. We grow through him. We grow by him. We receive everything, nourishment, everything through him. It is to eat and to drink him like, like Eric often would say. Yes. So good. I uh, wanted to there. I was sharing this before we got on a, a verse that I want to bring up to to bring some really simplistic imagery to what we're talking about is uh, Colossians 2 6. Mm -hmm. And it says this. It says, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, also walk in him. Mm -hmm. Very simple verse. Um, just as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Colossians 2 6. I wanted to bring this up because when I knew we were going to talk about this tonight, we've been sharing this all throughout this conversation that, you know, the devil's main objective is to 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 get complexity, to get to complicate. Because if he can get us a, away from the the true gospel, then he can get us into major deception. Mm -hmm. And it says, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, walk, so walk in him. How did we receive Christ Jesus? We received him from coming to a place of surrender. I'm, and like, to be real, the reason 
is that I'm a failure. I, I, I can't do it on my own. I never was able to, I have regrets. I have so I've sinned that is piled up and it's a, it's an unpayable debt. My soul can't be washed clean with anything but the Lord savior. So just as I received the Lord, it was complete dependency, complete humility, a complete revelation that I need him is mm. the same way I'm supposed to walk in him. And I feel like that says a lot in itself, but I just really had it in my heart to at, to just kind of feel that idea biblically and get you to expound on it so people really walk away tonight understanding that when we're talking about practical ways to abide, we're not telling everybody to wake up tomorrow and be like, abide in Jesus, abide in Jesus, <laughs> abide in Jesus, abide in Jesus. Like it's not this um laborious thing, not to say that, you know, you don't have to make serious conscious effort and to get disciplined in arenas totally. Mm -hmm. But just the simplicity of just as you receive Christ Jesus, Lord, so walk in him. I just want to know if you would elaborate on that a little bit for us. Yeah, it's it's funny how over and over walking in the spirit and walking in him are mentioned in scripture. And if you think about this, the, the abiding life is not um, something that we're going to master perfectly. We're, we're, we're flawed human beings and we constantly have to go back to the first things. We constantly have to remind ourselves of our frailty, of our weakness and our dependence upon the spirit of God for me to walk in him. If you think about just physically, biologically speaking, walking, if you think about what walking is, it's a funny thing that we as human beings do walking, because <laughs> what do you do? You take a step and you fall a little forward. Then you take another step and you fall a little forward. And for me, that's kind of like how I see the, like walking in wow. him. That's good. We, 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 we take a step in drawing near and we are constantly aware and reminded of our dependency upon him. Mm -hmm. Without him, we fall. And so it, to walk in the spirit is to move in step with him and to move in step with realizing that you can't do anything without him. Come on. Walking is little falls, moving in progression. And it's the same with, with, with our walk wow. with God. We move forward in our finite way of, of, of viewing things. We move forward in him with our finite revelation of who he is, but he's honored by that. And we move in, in, in cadence with where he's stepping. And, and we also move in the progression of our dependency and our fleshliness without him. We're, we're constantly moving in, in falling into him and, and, and being aware of our absolute necessity of him. So walking is a series of, 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 uh, of falls. If you, if you will, don't, now don't, 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 don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm not talking about falling as in moral falling. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about our finite beings. Like we, we're not perfect. And God 
is is in love with broken vessels. We're, we're, the scripture says that we are we are clay vessels that contain the excellence and the glory of Christ. But let's not forget that we are broken, contained vessels that he chooses to pour his life into. And so walking in the spirit is, is putting your attention on him, falling into him, and, and, and understanding that we fall constantly without him. So that, that's how I would say it. That's how I would respond to that. I love I love that so much because even as I'm thinking about it, you know, it's just thinking that, you know, with the law of gravity, like the way that we walk is by um we it's um it's a uh, it's a friction, but yes. like because we're actually we're there's a little we're resisting the law of gravity in order yes. to walk. So in the way we walk is we 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 come against the law of gravity and then it it propels us forward and it's in life that when we we start to try to when we move forward there's an there's a there's a there's that temptation to kind of do it self-willed but then as soon as we take that step the law of grace the law of uh, mm. his love it it brings us back down like it brings yes. us back down to humility but we we take the steps forward and every time we we kind of come against it he brings us i'd so i'm just like as you were minister man it was just really touching my heart that's so good you know you you said something and it, it revealed something that the lord uh gave me a revelation on uh quite some time ago and you said gravity and grace and 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 you know another way to view walking is yes we're defying gravity we we we're with with the law of lift we're lifting our feet to move forward and and that's what it is we're there are two realities at work the law of sin and death and the law of the spirit of life mm -hmm. and we as we're walking yes we're 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 broken human beings yet we're walking in lift of grace mm. we're walking in a new covenant reality that that defies gravity you know and uh, it lifts you to himself and it and and it 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 rightfully supersedes the law of gravity and so there's this beautiful paradox between you know gravity and lift they both exist we we both you know we we walk in this world but we're not of it hmm. you know we're we're broken yet we are the righteousness of god in christ so it's a beautiful uh, tension that we experience on this side of the the world, but but there will come a time that that will be no more mm. when we see him face to face. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And just the famous scriptures that Chris is uh, referring to: Romans eight one through two. Romans chapter eight is just one of those chapters that's just like treasure. Yeah, treasure. Uh, I mean talk about just major and actually everything we're talking about you could go read romans 8 and john 15 and uh really just get truly impacted by that i have the one thing i want to do i want to ask you one more question and then uh i was going to read just a little bit of john 15 with yeah, you yeah. in closing but uh the, the the other question i was going to ask you very similar to the one we just asked because it, it's not necessarily a question but more of a getting commentary and elaboration but when Jesus was baptized in in water, when his earthly ministry b 
began to manifest with miracles and and so forth. It was right after um, that moment, that pinnacle moment of being water baptized. And in the book of John, uh, chapter 1, verse 32, it says that when the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove, that it remained. And when you were sharing earlier about the definition of abide, one of the main definitions biblically of the word abide is to remain. Mm -hmm. And um, the Holy Spirit remained upon Jesus, but then the Father made a statement and he he spoke up and he said, this is my beloved son in who I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. And in Hebrews 11, 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God for all that come to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So this, this goes to show that the Father is rewarding Jesus in this moment, crowning him as a as a man, but fully God, that his faith is creating an abode. His faith is is his faith isn't um and like we were sharing a little bit earlier, his faith wasn't to try to get something to manipulate something just to his benefit, but his faith was a obviously a consciousness to the moment in which he was living in and his faith was his faith was bringing a resting place <laughs> so i wanted to just kind of get you to 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 elaborate a little bit on what is faith's role in abiding in christ and i know this is everything we've been talking about but to help people understand because sometimes people are yeah. hear questions like how do i what what does it mean to use my faith or what does it mean? And I feel like what we're talking about is the number one thing it is. your faith should be doing. <laughs> so yes. I wanted to get you to elaborate. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I would say this. I, what the scripture says is quite clear. It says for without faith, it is impossible to please God for he that comes to him must believe that he is and is a rewarder of they that diligently seek him. Abiding in Christ has the root foundation. The foundation of abiding in him is faith that he is. When I spend time with him, when I'm abiding in Christ, I must believe that he is. Not that it is or there is a force or some energy. Know that he is. Faith has everything to do with drawing near to him. How can we draw near if we don't have faith in who he is? Hmm. How can we know of him if we don't have faith to believe in him? How can we receive him if we don't have faith? It takes faith to abide. It takes faith to sustain abiding because you must believe that he exists. It's, it's as simple as that. When you go to him, and let me tell you, I am guilty of doing this. I am guilty of going to God in my, in my prayer time and just getting there. And then sometimes I'll get frustrated and then I'll kind of walk away like, man, I really didn't tap into like I wanted to, <laughs> or, or I go into the presence of God and I have all this busyness that's in my mind and I'm just kind of like doing my religious duty. And then I kind of go out throughout my day and, you know, and put on that check mark that I did. When I leave out of the, when I leave my time with him in a place of frustration, 
it always goes back to the lack of one thing believing that he is in that moment mm. when you give your attention to him that that is faith because i'm believing that he is we know that god is but the secret to abiding in him is to know that he is in that moment right now with you now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What that means is, if you think about this, faith is the substance. It's, it's something tangible that you can't see. It's the evidence of what you're hoping for. The biblical definition of faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what, it's, what he's saying there is that your faith, when you abide, is, is a substance that you begin to truly see and experience in that moment. When you have faith that God is in the present with you now, as you are spending time with him, you will begin to see the things that you hope for. And who is our hope? Who's our blessed hope? The Lord. You know, and so it, this often gets overlooked, mm. overlooked. And, and, and I dare say it gets overlooked a little bit too much. Many times when we go to God, we want to quote unquote feel, and I'm all for the feeling of his presence, but we, 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 we jump to feel instead of entering to believe and as we enter to believe, then we experience. As we enter to believe, we truly feel him. When I'm with my wife or with or when I'm with a friend and I'm with him or her, I begin to experience that person because I'm, I'm convinced that that person is in front of me. I mean, we don't see it like that because we look at someone and it's like, yeah, they're right in front of me. But, but we, why do we have interaction with that person? Because we are convinced and we know that that person is right in front of us. We're not having a hallucination. We are fully convinced that we're communing with that person. And sometimes that gets overlooked with God. We must be convinced and assured that when we go before him, we are truly in the very presence of, of, of God. How do we see the invisible? How do we experience the intangible? Faith. Faith is the substance of what you're hoping for. By, by the world was created through faith. It says by faith, the worlds were formed. There was a, there's an attribute in God that he spoke and it was by faith. I mean, faith the Bible says that that faith, hope, and love are forever. One day tongues will cease. One day prophecies will fail. One day all of the giftings and manifestations of the Spirit will cease to be. But faith, hope, and love do not go away. Faith, hope, and love are eternal. It, it, it boggles our mind, but I would just bring it back right to the beginning. The abiding life in Christ must originate, must, must, must be at a place 
of faith. Simple faith. Father, I just come before you like this right now. It's simple faith. I I, I put my, my eyes away. I, I fix my eyes on you. And I simply believe that you are here. And look, right now, I sense him. Why? Because of faith. Faith is the lens in which you experience Christ. We are saved by grace through faith. I don't know how to follow up with <laughs> everything you were just saying. Um, there, <laughs> I got lost in that. Uh, man, it was so good. Um, what you said at the end, I want to quote that too. Faith is the lens to experiencing Christ. Is that what you said? Yes. I love that so much because that um, I saw a, a Joe Turnbull. Um, as soon as we started talking about uh, faith's role, he put faith as acting, and it uh, it spoke. Uh, what it the one of the things that made me really think about is um James chapter three you know when when James is going into faith without works is dead one of the things that's so interesting about that passage that I alluded to just a few weeks ago is he uses the example of Abraham sacrificing Isaac and then he also uses the example of Rahab hiding Joshua and Caleb um, and she's a harlot but the, the thing about Abraham being this great man of patriarch of faith and then God using Rahab, who is a, a woman that's a harlot, um, is that he used uh, somebody that was top of society and looked upon in a great manner and somebody that was looked upon really low, but they both um, were, were recognized as mm -hmm people acting on faith. Yes. And when I saw Joe put that about faith and it just brings up with that last quote you said is, you know, faith is the lens in which you experience Christ. I would want to also add to that, that faith is acting on the revelation of your revelation of who God is. Yes. So like, um, when people, uh, exact and exactly like when you pray as real as he is to your heart is as is as deep as that conversation will go. Um, yeah. If you if you're not completely convinced God hears every think you pray, then you're almost just kind of talking to a wall, hoping mm -hmm. that Hope. the message gets there. Um, there could be things that haven't you haven't seen manifestations in your life for certain things you pray, and you almost feel like every time you bring it up, it's almost like a a chore to even uh, recite it again. But when you have a revelation of how faithful he is it allows you your the reason we take steps of faith is because we're convinced of his faithfulness all yes. the more convinced we are of who he is the easier it is to obey the easier it is to like obedience isn't a sacrifice when you know how faithful god is because it's actually more of a risk to not obey um because he always comes through. So it's, it's a, as you're sharing all of that, it's just a, I, I can tell you got something else you want to go for. And I, I want to let you go because you're flowing. <laughs> well, one of the things that I was, that, that as you were speaking, it just was coming to my mind is faith is so important because faith reveals the reality of the new covenant. Faith reveals that it is apart from works. Mm. When you choose to believe, you are setting yourself outside of something. 
that you have nothing to do with. You, you, you literally trust in another person. And, and that is the doorway in the foundation of the New Testament. We are saved by grace through faith. And then it says it is, it is not of ourselves, right? It is not of our own works. Now, granted, there is that element where we're saved by grace through faith. It's not of works, but we're saved unto good works. That's not to be confused with by works. Because mm -hmm. like what you were saying, James was saying that that without, without works, faith is dead. Faith without works is dead. But faith is the, the, the height in which you can please him because we can't please God in ourselves. Faith is the thrusting of trust to someone outside of you. And that's why he's so pleased by it. Because so he's only pleased by what he does. Sorry, I was just taking some notes. Praise <laughs> <Yes. laughs> God, man. No, it's good. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, I, I, um, uh, and to go back to the James passage real quick, I didn't get to it because I was just, I, I'm probably, I'm just experiencing the Lord right now. But it's like yes, bringing it back is just a, the fact with Abraham and uh, Rahab, Abraham's revelation of God up to that point was very extreme. Like he had a very high, like Abraham had even entertained uh, God in the flesh coming to his tent. So his, wow. re his revelation of God was to a point where God could ask him for something so significant, which is, is a whole nother message in itself. But the fact that um, the more that God asks of you goes to show how intimately you are encountering him the more that gets asked of you because abraham you know the two people that are quoted faith without works is dead is abraham who was giving his only son that he had waited for years and decades for and um received him at a right at a very uh past expiration old age and the Lord asked him and he he brings Isaac to the altar. But then you have Rahab, who the only thing she knew about God was that she had heard that that the God of Israel was the one that delivered the Israelites out of bondage from Egypt. So Rahab, all she had heard was stories about what God had done. And she knew that the people in her land in Canaan were scared of them. So that's why she hid them based off the revelation of God she had, which wasn't as deep as Abraham's. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing about faith is faith is acting on the revelation of God that you do have, no matter how big or how small. So when we're talking about abiding in Christ, we're talking about abiding in the revelation of God that's real to you and then growing in that through reading the word, through prayer and getting involved with a church that has people that are preaching the word and allowing the Holy Spirit to flow at the altar without restrictions and to get an accountable body because we're in a day and age where we talked about at the beginning where the Lord the word the Lord the word the Lord's put on your heart which is unity as same with mine is that the body of Christ needs each other more so than ever because the devil has gone out of his way to isolate people for a whole year so that's why the unity needs to kick up uh to such a high degree because that's um that's what we're instructed to do in the word of god but and, any follow-ups on what we're talking about chris this is so good 
Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm thinking about faith and and I'm I, I'm thinking about the words of Christ where you know Jesus puts a little child he puts him on his lap and he says I tell you the truth unless you be like this child you by no you will by no means enter the kingdom of God mm -hmm. and what is a what does a child do the child delights on another person mm -hmm. they live they're sustained by by the trust that they have by another person. And this forces us to our, it should force us to our knees with all of our intellect and all of our knowledge and what we know and what we don't know. And, you know, our, 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 just our height of what we think we know. God is always just looking for simple faith. Mm. And you, you hit it right on the bullseye. Rahab was not a wonder. Like she, she did it. She didn't know God. Like she, like God knew Abraham, like Abraham knew God. Abraham was a friend of God. But what happened with Rahab? She believed. Mm -hmm. She believed the report of what was happening and her faith preserved her from the wrath that was to come. And so this should be an encouragement for every single person, whether you just got saved five seconds ago, whether you got saved four months ago, whether you got saved 50 years ago, God is still demanding the same thing from you, which is simple faith, simple faith. It is, it is not our eloquency of speech, as Paul said. It's not in the fleshly wisdom of this age, our intellect. But it's in simple faith. Faith is, is, is so powerful because the Bible says that without faith, you know, it's impossible to please him. But why? Faith without works is dead. But faith is works by love and God is love. So they all, it's all God related. It's almost like it takes God to please God. Faith is an aspect of who he is because the, the, the atomic structure of faith is love and, mm -hmm. and, and God is love. And so to believe is to dwell in him. To believe is, is, is to dwell in love. To dwell in love is to dwell in God. And that's how powerful faith is. Jesus over and over and over manifested his actions by simple faith through people, mm -hmm. you know, and we can experience that same touch from Christ. We can experience those words from Christ. We can experience his resurrection power and his healing and his deliverance because of our faith. And that faith is not even ours. It's given to us by him. So if you're watching and you're struggling and you're like, well, I don't really have a lot of faith. There's, so, there's someone watching right now. I know it by the spirit. You're watching and you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't really have a lot of faith. Well, here's the beautiful thing. That little that you have, God gave it to you. So you do have it. And it's it's faith as, as, as big as a mustard seed. That's what he's pleased with. Your faith can grow.
as you begin to grow in him, as you begin to grow in grace, you begin to grow in faith. Your faith will grow as you continue to yield yourself to him. As you begin to yield yourself to him, you begin to grow in faith. And so I just want to encourage you for whoever is listening or watching, and that's for you, take it because it's for you. That's so good, Chris. Well, I'll tell you what, what we'll have to do is uh, I know we've we've talked a lot about um, we really honor you and your family, and we're really thankful for the friendship yeah. that we have uh, with you all and excited for where you're at and all the things that you're doing now. And I, I wanted to... <sighs> continue to remind everybody that we work i feel like we're we're just kind of the lord's married kind of our hearts and visions with things going on so we want to we're, we're definitely going to have you back and uh we'll, we'll probably elaborate more on this but if you could do us the honors of uh just uh praying over us and if the lord obviously if the lord places anything like he just did on your heart or on any specifics um, when it comes to, um, I really feel in my heart, as you were saying, is that like, I really think that you could tell the way that the spirit was ministering through you, how the conversations were happening tonight, that whenever you can really sense that revelation, just kind of really coming forward eff mm -hmm. effortlessly, that mm -hmm. there's been some major, um, complexities people have been dealing with. And I really, this message tonight really brought a lot of freedom and just want to seal that in prayer. And then anything you have in your heart to, um, yeah. to to bring to the table with that. Absolutely. I would love to pray. So, um, Father, we clear our minds and we just come to you through simple faith. Right now, we believe that you are in this room. We believe that you're in every room where everyone is watching, where everyone is hearing the sound of my voice. You are there present with them. And so, Father, I just pray that faith would arise in us, Father, that we would continue to, to really dwell in your presence and abide in you by faith, that you would cause us to increase more and more and more by your spirit. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, that you would just continue to make the things that are complicated simple that you would continue to break the knees of wit, fleshly wisdom, that you would continue to, to, to cause us to live a surrendered life, a life that is in simplicity. And so, Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Very strange thing I'm seeing, but I'm sure this applies to someone now. I'm seeing a it's almost like an internal vision of a lot of snakes and serpents that are writhing around spitting venomous fire. And in Jesus name, I come against the accuser right now. I come against the accuser of the, of the brethren. Those that are watching, there's a woman that's watching a younger woman that's watching. You've been really, really battling in your thought life. You've been really going through even some, uh, it's almost like just this wicked, oppressive onslaught against your thoughts. Um, we just bind that right now. By the faith of Jesus, we silence those vipers right now. And Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you would continue to be the joy and the strength and the song of our hearts. That we would not dwell on negative reports. That we would not dwell on the darts of the enemy but we would dwell on your faithfulness. 
And so, Father, I just thank you for that. The shield of faith is able to uh, quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. And so we put on faith tonight in Jesus' name. And Father, I just thank you for breakthrough over every person that is watching. And I pray that we would ascend into more of the simple reality of your presence, that you would continue to break through callous hearts, continue to break through and pierce hard minds, that your love would be a spear that pierces through the veil of religious thinking, and that we would ascend to walk out the life of abiding in you and faith in you, that we would walk hand in hand with you in Jesus' precious name. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would minister tonight your anointing for everyone that's watching. Yeah, so there's someone that's even watching now, and I, I see tears just going down your face. You are loved. You are loved. And I just, uh, Father, I just pray that you would embrace that person, even now, by the Spirit of the Lord. Arrest every heart and arrest every false thought that comes against your people, your bride. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <laughs> what a beautiful night. I'm so I speak on behalf of everybody, but could, uh, if everybody that's still watching, could we just let Chris know how thankful we are that he's uh, he joined us tonight and we thank his family for allowing him to carve out some time to be with us. And uh, I put uh, I, I just pinned the link and it's in the description as well. But if anybody, uh, you know, whenever we hear a word like this, you know, it's always important to uh, honor the men and women of God and uh, just that they just took a huge step moving out to Arkansas. So you can... Um, it, the, the website is uh, fathersglory.org. You know, please, every, anybody, and they got merchandise. They got a whole bunch of stuff. So you can go check their their website out, get some swag. And uh, you can also just, uh, if you uh, feel led in your heart, and uh, tonight the word really impacted you, you're like, well, I want to sow into that, sow into all that they're doing. You know, you can go click on the giving link uh, on fathersglory.org. And then uh, Gold Street Family, I want you to know I was talking to Chris, and we're going to work it out. We want to get you to come and minister and we we're actually this year we're planning on doing a lot more um events and conferences so we'll, we'll we'll talk it out and get the perfect time you're gonna come in like a ninja nobody's gonna even know and you're just gonna we'll get you're gonna uh minister but we um we honor you sir thank you for uh carving some time out to be with us i was truly blessed tonight i got i took some notes i'm feeling good and uh anything else you wanted to add before uh we close out yeah um I just want to say thank you again for inviting me and having me come um, here right now. And also thank you for the future invitation as well. That, that means a lot to me. And I just want, um, if you guys can just lift my family in prayer and just pray for, for our church, Victory Church. We, the Lord is doing amazing things. We're really believing for revival. And we're believing that the Lord would touch hearts. I'm believing God for the lost being saved, addictions to break in people's lives, and for the manifested glory of God to just shower us here in Arkansas. And uh, I just pray that God would just, you know, do that in the state, not just here at Victory Church, but also in, in all of the churches worldwide and specifically to this nation. And uh, yeah, just lift us in prayer. And uh, yeah, 
We love you guys. Thank 100%, you. Hundred percent. It's an honor to, and thank you for sharing the uh, the areas that we can get into agreement with you on and uh, sharing those victories because they're coming. The testimony is going to be rolling in. But we yeah. love you, sir, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch like ASAP. So I'm excited. Absolutely. We love you too. <laughs> what an amazing night um, with uh, Chris, Minister Chris Garcia. Uh, make sure you go check him out on all social media platforms as well. Stay up to date. Um, such a dear friend of ours that is having great impact uh, over in Arkansas now. And the Lord's just expanding their vision and their platform. I wanted to give a quick plug tomorrow night, 455 Riviera Road. Uh, come be with us at Gold Street Garden. We have been it's i don't have words to explain how pre prevalent the presence of god has been and how we've been seeing on a weekly basis just um restoration healings manifested healings, seeing salvation and seeing the prodigal sons and daughters come home please come join us tomorrow night if you're out of town we you can uh, join us online on YouTube or Facebook, but there's nothing like being in the house. So tomorrow at seven o'clock, come be with us. And then also very exciting next Monday, uh, minister Michael Dow will be with us on the live stream. And we're going to be talking about fasting and prayer. So make sure you start telling people now next Monday night for our kingdom conversation, Michael Dow will be joining us and we will be talking about prayer and fasting. So we're really excited about that. So tomorrow night, join us for service. And then next Monday, we have the honor of uh, hosting Michael Dow for a powerful time talking about prayer and fasting. So we love you all. Thank you for being with us tonight. God bless.